0: Welcome back to the Hobbies Podcast. My name is Nathaniel Hatton. In this episode, i like to welcome my own dad to the show. Today, we're talking about one of his life- lifelong hobbies, sailing. And sailing is something that I grew up with. And uh, dad, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself to the lovely audience, your name and mm-hmm. how long you've been doing it.
1: Sure. Um, great. Well, my name uh, is uh, my formal name is Brereton. Car Hatton. I go by Brett. Sailing uh, in our family, uh, growing up in West Michigan, uh, was a very uh, uh, was an activity that we enjoyed starting at extremely young ages because it was a family sport, uh, and that's one of the great things uh, about sailing is that it doesn't really have any boundaries or ages. The people that we know. Uh, that are involved in the sport, most of them uh, have been lifelong friends and uh, have stayed involved to varying degrees in the sport uh, and have been since I started racing when I was probably three years old as a crew with uh, my older brother, Greg, on a small 12-foot sailboat. Now, there's a lot of aspects to sailing. Um, of which, uh, we enjoy, or I enjoy personally, uh, many parts of, uh, one is, I think that you think of most often, uh, is sailboat racing and that's a competition where you set up a racetrack on water, similar to, Oh, people ask me, I equate it to NASCAR or stock car racing, um, you set buoys up and you set a racetrack around the water. Uh, and the object is to set a starting line, uh, which you have with the help of some uh, power boats. Um, and, uh, you take several laps around the buoys and, uh, then there's a finish line that's set up similar to crossing the finish line in a, in a, a car race after a certain amount of laps. And then you place in, uh, uh that race first, second, third, fourth, on down through however many competitors there are. Uh, in the race. Other aspects of uh, sailing that uh, I really enjoy and, uh, and that's uh, cruising. And uh, uh, cruising is different than sailing. Uh, cruising are usually done on, cruising is usually done on sailboats uh, anywhere from 30 to a hundred feet long in length. Uh, and the reason for that is because when you go cruising, a lot of times like camping on water.
0: So you talked a lot about the communal aspect the family aspect how this has been something that has been in our family for many All years right. and um could you touch on what just for people who are unfamiliar looking on sure the concept of of yacht clubs and mm-hmm. and of this community of people kind of coming together within a region and sure. um sailing and competing amongst themselves i think it, that right at least for me I was, I was raised there. I spent so much time there when I was a young, young boy mm-hmm. um, that it is, you know, just a very normal thing to me, but to other people, what does that look like?
1: Sure. In the West Michigan area where we reside, there's a lot of smaller inland lakes, and uh, these lakes often have a sailing clubhouse and hence a sailing club in a community uh, that is occupied by uh, families families. Uh, typically with family memberships that come together to share um, time on the water and off the water doing something that an activity that uh, gets people outside, gets people in fresh air, gets people you know, out on the water, certainly. Um, and and uh, is any uh, avocation or hobby that is, um, that's enjoyed like in many, many other clubs, the which you could name, you know, you could come up with thousands of names of different clubs, but that's what goes on in a sailing club or a yacht club. Now, to expand the, the time together, uh, one of the things that uh, you will, you know, I would think you'll be hitting upon when you, when you talk about what is the appeal to the clubs is frequently going and spending time with people from some of the other clubs. And what happens is um, people get together and have informal and very formalized different levels of competitions called regattas, sponsored events, where people from several clubs that have the same types of boats come together, then expand the activity base beyond perhaps your local club, which will be typically in the area in which you would reside to uh, go out and join people to uh, compete in what we do is compete in sailing events uh, that reach uh, different parts of the state. Then we, depending on your level of seriousness, you go and you spend time traveling throughout the region or the region of states to uh, some of us uh, that are quite enthusiastic and have spent a lot of time uh, and invested a, a lot in our uh, um, training uh, will cross the nation and sometimes cross the globe. Sailboat racing and these sailboat clubs that I refer to are, um, are you know, overall demographically a pretty small community worldwide, but it's also a really tight community. There's um, um, there's a lot of people that you meet along the way, that you have friendships with for life that are extremely interesting people that come from all walks of life, all socioeconomic backgrounds, and often uh, you know several members of a family that grow up like we did in our family, competing and socializing at our local club, and it just cascades from there. So it, it is something that um, many people just do for their lifetime. It's a, it's literally it's a, it becomes a way of life. If people ask me, and I've been asked this many times in my life, is what is it that excites you about uh, uh, about being involved in sailing? What really turns you on? And I and I try and explain it to in a way to people so that they'll understand that sailboat racing is a small enough fraternity where. You get to go out and play the sport that you love, and line up with and against people with Olympic medals, heroes of yours that you will have read in all sorts of uh, magazines and books, and you can connect with, and you can connect with these people out on the playing field, and then get to know them socially. Um, In a way that, you know, you really don't have the opportunity to do that in many of the other types of things that you could be really passionate about, such as golfing. How often do you get to go play a pickup game of golf with, you know, Tiger Woods or somebody of that level? And How often do you get to go, you know, play basketball with Michael Jordan or, you know, um, LeBron James or something like that?
0: the lifelong friendships, the the things that I've, I've witnessed firsthand from being raised around the Yacht Club and the amount of times that we've traveled together um, to different venues. You talk about Torch Lake and Crystal Lake being, like you said,
1: some of the most beautiful places. Premier places anywhere in the world.
0: It's really a blessing. And something Mm -hmm. like you said that you can't take for granted. It's unbelievable. And the connections that you have with people at the other clubs and with the people that, I've grown up around is is remarkable they are like family friends they come over and um they we may not have seen them in a while and it's just like mm-hmm. picking up where you left off it's it's right. really a community that to me uh, in my experience is very hard to replicate like no other in, in yep. many ways and it is uh really awesome so yep. I wanted to transition as we wrap up today to some of the better stories i know you've got a few uh if you were to take one or two regattas or just moments over the long span of uh your uh time sailing what would be Mm -hmm. kind of your 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 highlight reel if if you were to put it in Uh, you know
1: okay (laughs) um uh well there's there's quite a few in my in my highlight reel when i when i think back um Um, I've won a couple of national championships, um, starting when the MC class, when the MC class is currently the most, uh, um, it's, it's, it's really, it's the most expansive fleet growing in the United States right now with almost 3000 boats that have been built. And there's over a hundred different sailing club members that, uh, coordinate and work together and and go to many, many of uh, of which the members of those clubs go to um, many of these regattas, uh, some of which uh, entertain now over a 100 boats at a a time on the starting line at some of these venues. And uh, starting as a young kid, uh, I started to enjoy some pretty good success in the class, uh, sailing Mostly throughout the Midwest and then some uh, uh, regattas also in the wintertime. Uh, I was fortunate enough to go in the wintertime to Florida and sail some of those regattas. And I started to have really uh, uh, good success at those in that class in particular at a young age. Winning the national championship in that class a couple of years back in the 80s was uh, was a, uh, was a an accomplishment that I um, still remember quite well. Um, there've been several other regattas along the way, uh, winning a, uh, race at the the e-boat nationals a couple of years ago in Charleston, South Carolina, uh, was a great thrill. I started racing e-boats pretty hard about 15 years ago. I remember that one.
0: That was, that was a good venue. That was was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, the uh, the spinnaker, the pictures of us leading the fleet going downwind with a big Rolling Stones uh, <laughs> tongue on the spinnaker. Yeah. It, it, it's it's quite a sight with all of the other boats, uh, you know, surfing away behind us. And and that was a great thrill. Uh, fortunate enough to sail through when I graduated from college, I spent six months sailing in the Caribbean throughout the islands from Grenada north to the uh, uh Virgin Islands into Puerto Rico. Uh, The biggest thing that I'm really fortunate enough to have had an experience of doing is sailing across the Atlantic Ocean back in 2008 um, uh, on a trip leaving the Canary Islands, which is a couple hundred miles off the coast of Morocco um, and sail uh, the boat to the island of uh, where did we come into? St. Lucia, right? Yeah, St. Lucia. I was going to say Zandiga. No, you're exactly right. It was St. Lucia.
0: How long and, did it take? Uh, How
1: many days? That took, yeah, that took us 14 days. Yeah. And uh, there was a crew of nine people aboard the 66-foot sailboat. And uh, it was a, It's just something that you never forget.
0: Those are some fantastic stories. And <laughs> i uh, wasn't alive for some of them but uh yeah i do remember very vividly the trip across the atlantic and it is something like you said that you'll never forget and um right. it's it's just always been inspiring to have a um a father figure who's who's passionate about a, a hobby and has led a hobby um enriches life to the point where it has um you know, yielded many, many great relationships and a lot of really good times. And it is something that, you know, I may not sail a lot, but the times that I have, it's been a lot of fun. And um, to wrap up episode number five, I'd like to thank my dad, Brett Hatton, for uh, stepping on the show and getting on the mic to talk about his um, experiences with the great hobby that is sailing. And uh, I want to thank you for your time and for coming on today.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, any any uh, time, Quinn. I really enjoy it. Thanks for talking to me.
0: That was a lot of fun. All right. Till next time, thank you for listening to the Hobbies Podcast. My name is Nathaniel Hatton, and I hope to see you all soon.